have such a good and a kind and a loving Father. Beloved, you have not been appointed to a time of wrath, but through the shed blood of Jesus, you walk in the presence and the love of your Lord and Savior, of your Father. Hallelujah. Well, beloved, we're going to be continuing on the series, the Receive series. And this week, the Lord spoke to my heart and said to speak about, to continue speaking about the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus sent us a comforter. Doesn't that word, just, just the word comforter, doesn't that make your heart feel good? Doesn't it bring you peace? that he's meant to be your comforter. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. Hallelujah. He sent someone to take Jesus' place, to be the very revelation of Jesus unto our hearts, unto our spirits. He's not keeping anything hidden from you, beloved. He lives in you. He is with you. He is for you. So we're going to go to John 14, starting in verse 16. And this is Jesus speaking. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, another comforter, another counselor. And in the Aramaic, it actually says, the Redeemer of the accursed. He is the Redeemer. And if you're in Jesus, if you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have taken him as your Lord and Savior, you are redeemed from the accursed to help you and be with you forever. Doesn't that make you feel at peace? There is someone, the Holy Spirit, who is with you, who will help you forever. The spirit of truth. The Greek translation of that word truth is reality, the spirit of reality. Because the spirit world is more real than this natural world. It's where everything starts. The world cannot accept him. This is Jesus continuing to speak because it neither sees him nor knows him. The world cannot know the Holy Spirit, but you can because you have Jesus. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. In, that's a very important word. It says in you. In you, your spirit, testifying. God's spirit testifies with your spirit that you are children of God. I will not leave you as orphans. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has come. You are not an orphan. You are not left alone. You are not forsaken. I will come to you. For us, he's already come. He's talking, right, to the disciples here. He hadn't yet gone. That's why he used it there in that tense. 
but for us he's come. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Jesus, in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Is there anything that the Lord wants you to do that he is not in you to help you accomplish? No. You have the Savior of the world in you dwelling in you if you are a believer in Christ. Hallelujah. I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. You see, it is the heart of Jesus to be known by you to show himself to you continually. He's not hiding anything. So the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, is the Spirit of truth, is the Spirit of reality. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. He testifies of Jesus, and he, the scripture tells us that he will teach us all things. He will teach us all things, remind us of everything that he has taught us, and that he will only speak to us what the Father speaks to him. Now, that's a pretty complete package. So if I'm listening to him, I am hearing my Father. Right? There, has, there is no disconnect. There's no disconnect, beloved. You have all you need to be an overcomer and conqueror in this world, no matter what's going on around you. Everything that is Jesus, everything that is Jesus belongs to you. If he speaks only what the Father speaks, and then he speaks it to me, then I'm hearing from the Father, right? Right? John 15, 15. Instead, this is Jesus speaking, I have called you friends for everything, everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Do you just feel like you have walked into an amazing treasury? Wow. Everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. I want to be in a church that teaches this. I want to be in a church that teaches me that I have everything that Jesus had. I don't have to succumb to the defeat of the world. I don't have to be in fear. I don't have to be tormented. The world can have that. But that is not the life that Jesus came 
so that we could live. John 15, 26. When the advocate, or the counselor, or the comforter, in an Aramaic, the redeemer of the accursed, comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father. The Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father. Wow. You've just been taken to the source. You live in the source. Can you look at it that way? You live at the source. That's amazing. In Aramaic it says, he who proceeds from the very presence of the Father. So I get to live in the presence of my Father. Just think about that. If you could just take one thing right there today, that you live, you walk, you dwell in the presence of the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. He's not keeping anything back from you. He will testify about me. Who? The Holy Spirit, the advocate, the comforter. He testifies about Jesus. I don't need anything else. I want to hear from him. I want to commune with him. And, and you know what? By the Holy Spirit, I have a way to do that. In fact, okay, hold on to your seats. You know what this is basically saying? It is saying, I, you, believers, beloved, I am the testimony of Jesus. You stop and think about that. If your spirit, which I know it is, is big enough to say it, if you can get your mind out of the way, I want you to repeat it. I am the very testimony of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's some power, children. That is some power. <laughs> that is some overcoming, death-defying, devil-defeating, yoke-breaking, more-than-conquerors power by the living God, the Holy Spirit living in you, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Scripture says, dwelling in you. What are you going to say to the world the next time they throw you a challenge? I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony of my Jesus because of the Holy Spirit living in me. John 12, 49. For, this is Jesus speaking again. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. Jesus doesn't make any mistakes. He's commanded to speak. He speaks straight from the Father. In the Aramaic there it says, But the Father who sent me, he gave the commandments what I will say and what I will utter. So we are hearing directly from the Father. 
I know that his command leads to eternal life. And in the, Mar- in the Aramaic, it says, I know that his commandments are eternal life. They are eternal life. In you. In you. When you hearken unto the Lord. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you revealed Jesus and that Jesus is the Father and he is in me. We hear the Father. I am the testimony of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, who Jesus sent to be with us, because, you know, he's not physically here, correct? So we have the Holy Spirit who speaks to us and dwells in us. The Spirit of truth guides us into all truth, and the Scripture says it will tell you of things to come. So if we're yielded to the Holy Spirit, we are going to hear about things to come. Is that comforting to you? Especially in the end times, when things are going to become more and more difficult for the world? See, we don't have to receive that mentality. I don't have to receive a mentality that things are going to be tough for me in the end times. I don't believe that. I have a spirit of truth, my Jesus, dwelling in me, who speaks to me, who tells me everything, reminds me of everything, doesn't keep anything hidden to me from me, speaks to me of the Father, tells me of things to come. I will be warned. Now, will I heed it? Will I heed it? See, we need to be yielded. We need to be yielded. We need to be listening. He says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Okay, so we need to be yielded. We need to be intentional. We need to be engaged. This walk is not for lazy people. It is for engaged people. John 16, 13. (coughs) But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. What is yet to come? Think about it this way, just so you can wrap your brains around it. Think about yourself as a parent. Or if you're a child, think about your parents. If you don't have kids. Weren't they always saying this is the better way? When they saw you maybe trying, you know, maybe you were going to make a mistake? Don't they have your best interest in mind? And when they say, well, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but how about this? This could be coming down the line if you make that choice right now. (coughs) Now, whether you chose to heed that or not is another story. Wise children, wise children, heed their parents' godly advice. Even maybe when their heart is telling them to go a different way. They listen. And a godly parent will give you the scripture. Scripture. They'll say, don't be unequally yoked. It may look okay now, 
But if you're unequally yoked, I will guarantee you it will cause you a problem in the future. It, uh, there's, it's a guarantee. It is an absolute guarantee. If you're filled with the Spirit and your potential boyfriend or girlfriend is not, you're in trouble immediately. And don't think that you are going to change that person. You have to receive that person exactly like they are right at that moment in time. You cannot think, oh, if I just like hang on, if I'm just a little patient, if I just, you know, compromise a little bit here because I see potential, you're, you're in troubled waters. You're either equally yoked or you're not equally yoked. So see, a wise parent talks to their kids. Their kids take their advice. Their kids pray about it. Their kids listen to the Holy Spirit, right? Well, see, that's what the Father's telling us here. He's saying, I'm going to tell you about things down the road. I'm going to tell you about things to come. So we have a responsibility to yield to the Holy Spirit. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he, make, what he will make known to you. That is powerful. That is so powerful. He's receiving from the Father. He's making known the future. All that belongs to the Father is mine. All. The completeness of the Father in Jesus, the completeness of Jesus in you, by the counsel, the good <coughs> counsel of the Holy Spirit. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. <coughs> in your earthly walk, there is nothing more important after becoming saved, after making Jesus, because you can't have the Holy Spirit without your salvation experience. After making Jesus your Lord and Savior, the most important thing you can do is embrace the Holy Spirit. He'll keep you out of a lot of trouble, and he'll guide you into the blessing of Christ. So we say yielded. That's why last week, you know, we had teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. Because when you pray in the Spirit, <coughs> you are in direct communion. Your mind is not getting in the way. <coughs> you are in direct communion with your Father because the Holy Spirit prays the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit prays the perfect will of God and brings you revelation. Hallelujah. So we have received an anointing. The re anointing remains in us. <coughs> that anointing causes us to identify. He gets real specific here. It will cause you to identify deceiving spirits. It will enable you to know and to remain in Christ so that you will not believe a lie. Because there is no lie in the Holy Spirit. There is no untruth. There is no deception. That's where I want to walk. I want to walk undeceived. And believe me, there's plenty in the world, plenty deceiving spirits. But you see, we don't have to receive them. We don't have to listen to them. We can stay in the presence of God. 1 John 2.20 But you, talking to believers, 
You have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth because of the Holy Spirit. Now, does that mean that you should never get teaching? Does that mean you shouldn't be in church? No. You go to church, you get teaching, so that we, you build yourself up, but you build others up. You're not here just for you. So you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Now, in most translations, that's all it says right there. But you want to know what it says in the Aramaic? It says, you discern every person. You discern. If you are discerning every person, you will be discerning false spirits. You will be discerning true spirit of God. You will be discerning the spirit of Christ. But you will also discern when something is contrary, even minutely, and it will help you pay attention. Do not write to, I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. No lie comes from the Holy Spirit. You have the truth. He's dwelling in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want all the help I can get. So I want to fully embrace the Holy Spirit. You know, I need help. I need to hear directly from the Lord for everything. I will not be deceived. I will not be deceived. Say that. Because of the Holy Spirit living in me. You're going to need that. The anointing. Who is the anointing? Who is the anointing, please? And who, who does the Holy Spirit testify of? Jesus, the anointed one, our Jesus. He has given us to us now in the, pow, in the, pres, in the person of the Holy Spirit, and he dwells in the believer. So I'm going to draw near to him, and when I draw near to him, I will not be tempted to, I will not accept compromise. Verse 22, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist. The Aramaic says the false Messiah. Denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also the creator of all the universe. Hallelujah. Power, that's power, that's protection, that's safety, that's blessing, that's anointing in me, for me. Verse 24. As for you, see, decide, make it happen. It's up to you. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. Does any of this mean that you're not going, that someone, that the devil is not going to try to tempt you? No. But you see, you can see to it that you remain in Christ. 
But that's your job. No one's going to do it for you. You have got to set your face as flint. You cannot shrink back. This is not time to shrink back. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. That's Jesus Christ. That's what you heard. That's what was your salvation. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father, and this is what he promised us, eternal life. Verse 26. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. There's always someone trying to lead you astray. And you know what? You know who the tricky ones are? Now let me repeat what I always repeat. You never hate a person. You recognize the spirit if it's counter to God's word. And that's what you war against. Okay? Not people. We love people. Because God loved you when you were a perfect wretch before you knew him. Okay? And you need to recognize that. And that's how we are to people. We love them. But we do not receive lying spirits, manipulative spirits. Right? So, where was I going with that anyway? Oh, that's what I... You know, this doesn't necessarily have to be something that you recognize as horrifically horrible. This can be a religious person who knows the word but has not accepted the power of the word, the completeness of the word, who only takes the word so far and no further. Okay? And, and that you really need to pay attention to. And the Holy Spirit will warn you. And if you heed the warning, you will be all the better for it. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. Because even believers can try to lead you astray. The Aramaic says those who seduce you. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. You have an anointing, and you do not need anyone to teach you. The Holy Spirit reveals the truth, gives you revelation of the word, revelation of spirits. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, causes you to discern spirits. To discern accurate spirits, word spirits, right? Those in connection with the word, agreeing with the word, and those that are antichrist spirits sent to deceive, sent to derail the children of God. Religious spirits that deny the power of God. Okay? Just because someone's a Christian doesn't mean they are accepting the fullness of the gospel. Those were the Pharisees. Did Jesus get along with the Pharisees? No. He was always picking, not picking, but pointing out an argument with the Pharisees because they got stuck in the law. They did not receive the spirit of truth, the real revelation of Jesus, the true testimony of Jesus. See, they didn't receive that. 
He had a problem with that. He had a really serious problem with that. He called them a brood of vipers. And yet they were upholding the law. But they did not walk in the spirit of love. They did not walk in the commandment of love. They did not walk in the covenant of love. They were always trying to nitpick and find problems with people. You can't heal on the Sabbath. Why not? God's love heals. You see what I'm saying? We cannot just have mental assent to this beautiful scripture. Mental assent is not good enough. It is the heart that God sees. It is the heart. It is the Holy Spirit. The New Testament. It is the love. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. (coughs) But mark this. If he's saying, if if they're saying, mark this, I want to mark it. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Yikes. Yikes. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Why did he tell us to see to it that we remain in that which which we have received? The Aramaic there says, who have a form of God worship. They appear to be worshiping God, but they have not received the power of the Holy Spirit. The truth. You know what the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit is the reality of everything in the spirit world. That's what the Holy Spirit is. And what created everything that currently exists? So I have an option in my life. I could go for all the good, the absolute good, the perfection of God, the reality of the spirit world in my life, manifesting, present with me, walking with me, teaching me every day for every situation, or I can shrink back and accept something less. You're going to burn up and go to hell if you shrink back and accept something less? Not necessarily. It depends on the extent to which you do that, right? but we can make choices. You see, my scripture in the Psalms tells me that God perfects everything concerning me. It's my choice if I'm going to choose to walk in that perfection. Do you guys think I'm being tough on you today? No, because this is good for our hearts. This is good for our spirits. 
This, in reality, when we embrace this, when we understand this, we eliminate so much pain in our lives and the lives of those who have to watch us go through the pain. Because we have a perfected option. The reality of the spirit world. God's perfection, his design, his plan for me, for you. But I have got to remain yielded to his voice. Even the littlest thing. If there's something in your spirit, man, and it is just like, hmm, you know, that, that package really looks good. It really looks good. I like that package. And yet, there's a little bit of the gnawing down in there. It's time to walk away. He'll show you what it is, <laughs> and if you have that little gnawing by the Holy Spirit in you, he will turn it into your good. He will show you. You may not understand it right now, but he will show you. And then he will bring you into his perfection. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. The Aramaic, I was halfway through this, it says, who have a form of God worship and are far from his power. That's what Jesus spoke Aramaic, didn't he? Okay? who have a form of God-worship and are far from his power, remove those that are such. So in other words, do not take their counsel. Don't be yoked to them. How many times, I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about all the examples in the Old Testament where God said, don't be connected with those people. And people went ahead and did it anyway, and it was always to their dismay. Always. Then they ended up in a big mess that he had to get them out of. Well, my goodness, he's always so merciful, he would get them out of it oftentimes. But they could have avoided the whole thing. Shipwrecks. Think about that. That was New Testament. Well, that was also Old Testament. That was both. Anyway, so religious spirits, anything that does not accept, anything that does not accept the fullness of Christ, the fullness of the word. And God's heart for us. Verse 27. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Remain in him. The anointing, the presence of God in your life, the Holy Spirit presence, the testimony of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will never tell you anything against what Jesus represented or taught. The Holy Spirit is the divine power of God for you today. 2 Peter 1, verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. You are called by the glory and goodness of God. 
You are loved by God. Just because you make mistakes, just because I make mistakes, that does not remove the love of God from our lives. He loves us no matter what we ever do or don't do. So knowledge and revelation are given to us by the Holy Spirit. Everything we need to fulfill God's will here. Everything we need to know God's plan. Everything we need to reach those around us. Everything. And we must continue in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit edifies us. The Holy Spirit builds us up in our most holy faith. Why? Because our faith is in Jesus and he'll never disagree with Jesus. Verse 4. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. You have been given, if you are a believer in Christ, you have been given every single promise in his word. It belongs to you. It is your inheritance. It is your right. So that, okay, we have the very great and precious promises that he's given us, so that through them, okay, let your spirit soar here. I'm not going to say hold on to your seats because, see, that would be tying you to the world. We don't want to be tied to the world. We don't want to hold on to our seats. We want to soar. We want to soar in heavenly places. We want to sit at the right hand of the Father where Jesus is. We want to receive every spiritual blessing in Christ. Scripture tells us that. So look at this. It says, so that through them, these, this Jesus, pictures of Jesus, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Why aren't you shouting? (laughs) What did he just say to you? It says you'll get to participate in divine nature. If you participate in divine nature, you are not tethered by the curses of the world. You are not chained by the bondages of the world. You have a yoke-destroying anointing. The divine nature. When you're born again, your nature is recreated. We are supposed to be imitators of Christ, our spirit person, recreated in the very image of the Father. Wow. He says, you'll get to participate in my divine nature, basically. That's what he's saying. Having escaped. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. See, we get to escape all that. We just set our radar on the Holy Spirit. Therefore, see, we just set our radar on the world, the truth, the reality, the beauty of the word. That's our calling right there. And God needs us to adopt the very idea that his divine nature is in us so that we can affect the world the way that he wants us to. 
You have to know this about yourself. So then the world comes and someone's having trouble and they say it's another way, you can say, oh no, I have a hope that maybe you don't understand. And it can be for you and your children and your children's children. Therefore, oh, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort. Engage. Engage. Go after it. Be single-minded. Not distracted. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Who did you elect? Jesus, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. Who in this room wants to have an assurance that I can go through my life and I will never stumble? Yeah. Well, this is your promise right here. Now, does that mean that you condemn yourself if you do stumble? No. It means you accept the love, the mercy, the grace, the kindness, the goodness of your Lord. You come back to him. You repent. He heals you. You move on. And he takes you from glory to glory. Hallelujah. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. (laughs) See, the Holy Spirit's going to keep us on track, isn't he? And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, how do we participate in this divine nature? How do we make our calling and election sure? Because that's what it just told us to do, right? Well, see, God always gives you the way. He doesn't just leave you there. He doesn't just say, oh, you know, do this. He gives you the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Galatians 3.1. You foolish Galatians. Nobody here at RCC, by the way. <laughs> Who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Hello, answer me. No. Absolutely big fat no. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? By believing Jesus. By believing everything that Jesus is. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? No. No. This is not just mental assent. Why did Jesus, it didn't say he would not, 
Why could he not do miracles in his, except for a very few, teeny tiny ones? Well, not that any miracle is teeny tiny. Why could he not do them in his own hometown? Unbelief. What did they see him as? They saw him as the carpenter's son because that's what they knew, because that's how they had gotten to know him, and they refused to go beyond the carpenter's son to see the revelation of God in him. What are you continuing to see as the carpenter's son in your life? Get rid of it. Go beyond. Accept the Holy Spirit. Take the power. Get rid of the carpenter's son mentality. See, Jesus for who he is. He came as a man directed by the Holy Spirit, just like you. Just like you. A man, a woman, directed by the Holy Spirit. Why every single time when the devil tried to tempt him and say, you are the Son of God, do this. Why did he silence them? Because they were tempting him to step into something that was not what the Father had told him to do. The Father had told him that he was to come here as a man, like you and I, directed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And had he stepped into his role as the Son of God at that point, he would have disqualified the very salvation that he came to give us. He was obedient unto death. He did it perfectly. Do you all get that? See, the devil can tempt you with pride, with things that seem very good. But the whole plan of salvation would have been ruined because when he operated as a man by the Holy Spirit, you can accept that by faith and see that you can do the same thing. He said that greater works would you do than what he did. That is power. That is the love of God for you. That is the love of God not leaving you as an orphan. That is the love of God being your help in time of trouble. That is your God being your hiding place your shelter, your refuge, your rock. Sorry about my voice. I don't know why it's this way today. (laughs) After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? See? We just continue to walk with the Holy Spirit. We just continue to yield to the Holy Spirit. We just continue to say, thank you, Lord, the Holy Spirit, your presence in me. Faith in Jesus, all the fullness of Jesus that we have in him, not by works. Works are good. 
if you don't do them as works. <laughs> I mean, it's good to do good things. You'll receive a reward for that. But we don't do things as by works. We do them as directed by the Holy Spirit. So not by works, not by the law, not by religion, not by the fruitless life without the Holy Spirit. The life without the Holy Spirit is fruitless. It's all a mental game. You will wear yourself out. Galatians 5:15. You my brothers and sisters were called to be free. Ugh. Just rest in that. Free from what? Free from condemnation. Free from unforgiveness. Right? Free from bitterness. Free from the wiles of the devil. Free from the curse of the law. <laughs> Hallelujah. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Okay, so we repent, we come back to God, and, you know, we move on. We get renewed. We get forgiven. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Whoa. I am so glad I don't have to keep track of 600 and some odd rules every single day. Oh my gosh. Oh, what a wretched way to live. And here's the excruciating part about it. Is that if you violate one thing in the law, you violate it at all. <laughs> no, thank you. Just go ahead and take that away from me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's really warm in here. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Why do we focus so much in this church on the love of God? It is the supernatural key to everything. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Will not. That's strong. He's saying to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify all these other awful, horrible things that are going to bring you into stumbling. I've given you a way never to stumble. See, because the Spirit has nothing to do with the flesh. It cannot direct you toward the flesh. It is the God Spirit. It won't tolerate flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other all the time. If you sense a conflict, run to the Spirit. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Is that making sense to you now? Hallelujah. Because by the Spirit, we will be fulfilling the command of the law and we will be fulfilling the plan of God in our lives. It can't go any other way. So, then he goes on and he lists all these horrible things in the flesh. 
And then he lists all the fruit of the Spirit. When we remain yielded to the Spirit, you know, he re- we have all those beautiful fruit. I'm not talking about that today. The point I'm making is that when we walk with the Holy Spirit, dwelling in the secret place with him, and by the way, yes, there is a secret place where you go to your room and you pray and all that kind of stuff, but excuse me, do you know that you can walk in the secret place all day long? All day long. You can just have this little bubble around you that's called the secret place. And you can just be talking to the Holy Spirit. And you can just be praying in tongues. And he's just going to be downloading Jesus the whole time. <laughs> and you're going to go by and you'll be driving down the road and, and, and you're looking for a house and he's going to say, that house is going up for sale. Be ready. And it's not even on the market yet. What you need may not be on the market, but he's going to show you. Does that make sense to you? And you're going to have the first scoop. Hallelujah. See, the Holy Spirit keeps us in step with the heart of God, and his heart for us is always a good plan. So we just have to remain yielded to the precious gift that Jesus sent to us. He says it's a gift that he sent. It continually leads us into reality, spirit reality. It continually leads us into truth. It is a gift. You can even call it a weapon if you would like. It is a gift that defeats every one of Satan's wiles against you in your life. And it causes you to live the overcoming fullness of Christ life, the more than conqueror life, the peaceful life, the I'm not going to be phased by the end times life. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Hallelujah. My life, you go home, you meditate these scriptures. My life, because of this, is hidden in Christ. You know what happens when you're hidden in Christ? The devil can't see you. The devil cannot see you. You are hidden in Christ in the most holy place, the secret dwelling of the Most High. Go read Psalm 91. Hallelujah, because of the help of the Holy Spirit. Colossians 3.1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ, because you're saved, right? You've made him your Lord. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Don't dwell on those things. Think only on those things which are excellent and beautiful, praiseworthy, of good report. You can read that in Philippians. For you died, and your life, your very life, I added the word very, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say that? My, if you're a believer, say this. My life is hidden with Christ in God. Wow. I'm hidden in Christ, and that's... Who, so who, do, who does the devil see when he tries to come up to you? He's Christ. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit empowers me to live that kind of life. Just as Jesus lived as the Son of Man here on earth, empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's how I live. Did anything ever defeat Jesus? No. His life wasn't even taken from him. He gave it. He gave it. So I live as he lived. Doing his works, doing greater works by the same power that lived in him. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, Romans 8, 11. So you see, you cannot do this with your mind. You cannot do this by mentally assenting to the scripture. This is by the power of the Holy Spirit revealing God to you, revealing Christ in the word, revealing the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. All right, so that's what I believe the Lord wanted us to share today with one another. I'm going to go ahead and take the offering. I'm going to take your